step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Tune in to the Bridging the Gap radio show, hosted by Pastor Hugh Harmon, live every Sunday at 5 p.m. on Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Be a part of this challenging but life-changing show discussing men versus males, educational issues, parenting tips, and learning how to be faithful in trying times. That's the Bridging the Gap radio show, hosted by Pastor Hugh Harmon, live every Sunday at 5 p.m. Call in and be a part of the show at 347-855-8867 on Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Remember... Positive communication is the key to success. Powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. This is the 15-minute lunch break with Pastor Hugh J. Harmon here on Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. We're back for the 15-minute lunch break. I'm so excited about today's topic. I want to talk about God and your purpose. That's a series that we've been in at my church over the last few weeks, four, three to four weeks, and we're probably going to go into the fifth week dealing with this whole idea of God and your purpose. In fact, we started a six-week Bible study, and we're into our third week right now on God and your purpose. I would love to invite you to come by 224 O'Neill Court in Columbia, South Carolina, and get encouraged, get blessed. If you don't have a church home, come meet us there on Sunday mornings at 1130. That's 224 O'Neill Court at the Kingdom Church Love Fellowship Kingdom Restoration Tabernacle. Let's get into today's 15-minute lunch break. God and your purpose. Purpose is defined as something set up as an objective or an end to be attained. It is an intention. It is a resolution. It's a blueprint. It's a draftsman's product. It's a scale drawing completed. It's a resolution. It's a settled thing for which we are unsettled until it's achieved or accomplished. Purpose is a determination. In educational circles, the science of teaching is called pedagogy. And within that framework, purpose has a particular meaning. It is a subject under discussion or in a lesson. It is the action or the course of execution in a teaching and learning interaction. On a global scale, within contemporary culture, ever even outside of the parameters of faith, purpose is the main theme of human motivation. The more mature a human becomes in their relationships, in their worldview, and in their finances, purpose takes center stage. When you were younger, pleasure was the driving force. Convenience was the driving force. What made you feel good was your driving force. But as you got older, it became about purpose. Shakespeare in his epic play Macbeth sums up our fascination with purpose with these words. He says, tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow creeps in this petty pace till the last syllable of recorded time. And all our yesterdays have lighted fools the way to dusty death. Out, out, brief candle, life is but a shadow, a poor player that struts and frets his hour upon the stage and then is heard no more. 
It is a tale told by an idiot full of sound and fury signifying nothing. Shakespeare seems to posit that life, your life, my life is a mere shadow and that we spend much of our life talking about what we're going to do tomorrow. And then our tomorrows become our todays and ultimately our todays become our yesterdays and we end up never achieving what we had planned to do tomorrow. He says it becomes just a strutting and fretting upon the stage of some cosmic comedy club. He suggests it is a tale told by a bad comic, full of noise and nonsense, but nothing else, nothing of value. In other words, he's saying there must be a point to our human existence. And I believe the point is that we keep moving forward. Why are we here? What is the point of our lives? What is the purpose of our lives? I think about it like when we were in school, in grade school, in elementary school, most of us fought over pencils and wanted to go to the corner where we could sharpen our pencils is because we believed that a sharpened point on our pencil made for better writing. And I believe it's the same way with life, a sharpened point to our life, a focus to our life, a target to our life makes it a better life. As big as those questions are, as profoundly searching as those inquiries may be, most people never quite seem to figure it out. It is not that we fail to try. It is not that we don't necessarily care. It is not that we live completely immersed in lives of indifference, but rather it is that for many of us, we spend the greater part of our lives doing these three things, being told, believing, and ultimately trying to figure out what it is that God has put us on earth to do. So let me say those three things again. We spend our lives being told what God put us here to do, believing what God has put us here to do, and ultimately trying to figure out what God has put us here to do. In Luke 9 and 23, the scripture said, Jesus said, if any man comes after me, he has first deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. I looked up that word deny. And it's not as simple as it sounds. It is not as simple as the English word that is provided for it sounds, but it's a word, a Greek word, aparneomai, aparneomai. It literally means you have to disown yourself. You have to abstain from yourself. You have to unlearn all that you have learned about yourself. Take up your cross and follow me. The problem is we're trying to figure out what God has for us without consulting God. So let me go back to those three things that we're doing. We're being told by everybody but God what our purpose is. We're believing God for what our purpose is. And we're ultimately trying to figure out what our purpose is, all three without God. We treat God like we do prospective suitors. What do I mean? We are attracted. We like them. We believe they're feeling us, but we're scared to break the ice. And we want a third party to go to talk to them for us. We want grandma to intercede for us when we have a mouth and a heart and a mind and can actually pray for ourselves. But we've been erroneously taught that God won't hear our prayers, that we're too dirty for God to pay attention, that we're too filthy and we need a clean friend to approach him on our behalf or a clean pastor or a clean sibling or a clean auntie or a clean grandma, or a clean grandpa or a clean mama or a clean dad. And that friend goes over and talks to him, God, and you stay in the cut watching and catching feelings and thinking he's smiling too long in her face. I see favor all over her life. She's about to snatch him up. I told her to go over there and tell him I was interested, but it looks like he's more interested in her than he is in me. You've got to understand that God wants to hear from you. Yeah, from you, your lying self. He wants to hear from you. If God was like you, 
like you think he would. If, if God was like you think, he would have cut Abram off when he lied about his wife to avoid getting killed. He would have thrown Isaac away when he too lied about his wife for the very same reason. With your lying self, he wants to hear from you. Yeah, with your thieving self, he wants to hear from you. Like, like he heard from Jacob on the run to Laban's house. Guilty is charged under the threat of death by carrying an anointing that would birth a blessed nation. God wants to hear from you. Yeah, you. He wants to hear from you. You murderer. He wants to hear from you. God sought out a murderer in Moses and allowed him to attempt to bargain his way out of his purpose. But after God was through with him, he walked through, although hesitantly at times in great purpose in his life. God wants to hear from you. Yeah, you, you, the adulterer, you, the fornicator, you, the conceited womanizer. Ask David. We may pay him as the anointed shepherd king, but David had flesh issues. He was all of what I just described, an adulterer, a fornicator, a womanizer. Can I go a little deeper? Samson didn't just have a flesh issue. It was an issue, a predilection that God planted in his life because that issue was at the heart of his purpose. In the book of Judges chapter 14, the Bible declares that Samson went down to Timnah and at Timnah, he saw a woman, one of the daughters of the Philistines. So he went back. He told his father and his mother, I saw a woman in Timnah, one of the daughters of the Philistines, get her for me. But his father's mother said to him, is there no woman among the daughters of your relatives or among all our people that you must go down, <coughs> excuse me, to take a wife from the uncircumcised Philistines? And Samson said to his father, get her for me because she seems good to me. She seems fit for me. She looks pleasing to me. His father and mother did not know, the Bible says, that it was of the Lord that he, the Lord, the God of Israel, was seeking an occasion to take action against the Philistines because at the time the Philistines were ruling over Israel. God wants to hear from you. In, in, in hermeneutics, which is a study of the methodology of principles of biblical interpretation, there's a principle called the law of first mention. That requires one to go to the portion of the scriptures where doctrine is mentioned for the first time and to study the first occurrence of the same in order to get the fundamental inherent meaning of that doctrine. In Genesis 1 and 26, we are introduced to the doctrine or the teaching of the creation of man. It states, then God said, then suggests that at that time or soon after that or following next after in order or position or narration or enumeration, it also means in addition. Hence, we could conclude that man was not a passing whim that arose in God's mind, but rather there was a level of intentionality in you being made. Then suggest that I was placed and I didn't just pop up. I'm not just an accident. You're not just an accident. You're not an unexpected inconvenience. You were planned from the beginning of the time. It then says, then God said, let us make man. We were not merely called forth, we were made. It was a cooperative act of a unified Godhead, Father, Son, Spirit. The fullness of God was involved in creating you. No parts missing. Then it says, in our image and after our likeness, God engineered this thing. The angels weren't involved. You know the difference between handcrafted goods and factory floor products? There's a number of differences. Let's talk about it. Uh, number one, the number of hands that touch the produced goods on an assembly line is innumerable. But 
fact, but handcrafted goods are made with one set of hands. Nobody is an expert in a factory on an assembly line. They're responsible for one small part of the process, but handcrafted goods are touched by one set of hands that are expert hands at every part of the manufacturing steps. Number three, a factory floor product is quickly produced and is cheaply priced, but handcrafted goods take time and they're valuable. Handcrafted goods bear the fingerprint or the trademark of the craftsman. But factory floor goods get a company stamp that can be easily removed. In our image, looking like him, being a reflection of him, being a replication of him. The powerful principle inherent in replicas is that replicas are always a smaller rendition of the original, but they're an exact copy to scale. It says, after our likeness, I'm almost there. This is to act, behave, respond, move, and be like God. Then soon after, next after, following, and then let them have complete authority over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the cattle, over the entire earth, and over everything moving. This is the 15-minute lunch break with Pastor Hugh J. Harmon, and I want to leave this with you. You are purposed with divine license. You are purposed to lead. You are purposed to be in authority. You are purposed to become the living image of God. You are purposed to be great. You are purposed to reproduce. You are purposed to be fruitful and multiply. This is a 15 minute lunch break with Pastor Hugh J. Harmon. Go out there and walk in your purpose. God bless. Tune in to the Bridging the Gap radio show, hosted by Pastor Hugh Harmon, live every Sunday at 5 p.m. on Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Be a part of this challenging but life-changing show discussing men versus males, educational issues, parenting tips, and learning how to be faithful in trying times. That's the Bridging the Gap radio show, hosted by Pastor Hugh Harmon, live every Sunday at 5 p.m. Call in and be a part of the show at 347-855-8867 on Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Remember, positive communication is the key to success. Powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. 